Today, we are going to read from Daniel chapter 3. I'm going to read from verse 1 and see what the Lord has for us as we see God speaking about the shift, God speaking about the, the, the divine provision and the unexpected way in which God uh, will do things for his people and the exaltation that will come to those who exalt God. Um, many things that the Lord has spoken surrounding these things, uh, they all will take place exactly the way the Lord has spoken, provided we do what the Lord has spoken to us. Whatever we're told to do, we do. Whatever he said he will do, he will do. So now on this last day of fasting and prayer for this month of August, God has given us this Bible passage. So we're going to read from Daniel chapter 3 and from verse 1 onwards. Nebuchadnezzar, the king, made an image of gold whose height was 60 cubits and its width 6 cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. And King Nebuchadnezzar sent word to gather together the satraps, the administrators, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all the officials to the province, to the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which King Nebuchadnezzar has had set up. So I'm not going to read the whole chapter. There are a few verses that the Spirit of the Lord is going to take me to. We're going to go to that. And the rest, you can read it on your own. It's important that you read the entire chapter. But for us tonight, for us to meditate on, we just need to know this. There is this sudden change, sudden shift that took place in the very place where these men of God who feared the Lord, who loved God, were placed by God. See, they were displaced. They were brought as captives to Babylon and God was with them. While God was with them, there was a shift that took place and the shift was not a pleasant shift. So already they're displaced, but in the midst of that, God is blessing them. While God is blessing them, suddenly there's this change. And the change was, you can't worship the living God. You have to bow down to the enemy. If you don't bow down to the enemy, you're never going to be able to live in this land again. You're going to be killed. So they're brought to this place of decision-making. They're brought to the place of decision-making. Very important point. The Spirit of the Lord wants to drive it into our spirits. A place of decision-making. When God brings you to that place of decision-making, it is a place where not only you make the decision, but based on the decision you're going to make, you're going to be blessed or you're not going to be blessed. In your adverse situation, in a place of tightness, in a place of difficulty, in a place of pain, in a place where suddenly there's a shift, everything was going good, and what happened all of a sudden? When we face such a thing, there's this 
place where we have been brought to, not by choice, but by force. God is speaking at this hour. I want you to really pay close attention to what the Spirit of God is speaking. There are places in our lives where humanly we don't have a choice. You say that, I want to be here. No, I don't want to be here. No. Suddenly the change happens. And when the change happens, we are all of a sudden, we're enclosed by the things that we never thought we would face. All of a sudden, we are put in a spot of decision making. Your decision that you make today will affect your tomorrow. Your decision that you make today will give you heaven on earth. Or it'll give you a temporary escape where you'll miss everything that God has for you. When God takes you or brings you to a place of decision making, these are not like ordinary decisions and light decisions. These are decisions where you have to do something about it and you have to do it God's way. God's way is going to lead you into God kind of prosperity. I want to repeat it. God's way will lead you into God's kind of prosperity. God doesn't just give you some way of escape. He says, okay, my way, take my way and you will escape. No. Whatever the outcome may be, whatever the outcome may be, no matter how the outcome may appear, to those who are keen or bent on doing the will of God, God says, the outcome is going to be an outcome that will reflect God's glory. I'm going to say it again. When you're put in a place of decision making and your decisions are based on heaven's principles, that your loyalty towards heaven, towards the king of heaven, is stronger than ever before. It's not moved by anything. The result that will come as a result of the decisions you're making today will reflect heaven's glory, the glory of the king. These people, suddenly they face the shift. Even though they were already in a place that was foreign to them, and they were already in a place where they're not citizens of the land, they are slaves, basically, but have received some kind of favor and freedom as a result of God giving that freedom to them. All of a sudden, looks like not even the freedom is gone. Your life is going to go. All of a sudden, this decree comes. Make this huge statue and put that in front. Everybody has to worship this statue. And if you don't do this, you're going to be thrown in the fiery furnace. Now You can just go straight to verse 6. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast, not tomorrow, not be thrown into prison and then, no. 
immediately in the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. Have you ever faced a threat? A threat that is so significant that you have to decide what you're going to do about that threat. Based on your decision-making, will your outcome be? It's a prophetic word that God is speaking to you at this hour. You may be at your workplace faced with a challenge. You may be at a crossroad where you have to decide whether I'm going to take north or I'm going to take south. I'm going to go straight or I'm going to reverse. In that moment, are you going to look up or are you going to look around or are you going to look down? Everything depends on what you have on the inside of you. God is speaking at this hour. When you are at your workplace and you've given this tough choice to make, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to depend on God, depend on heaven's principles, and operate according to heaven's principles, regardless of what the outcome is going to be? Or are you going to say that, well, God understands. God brought us into this land. God gave us this position. God has placed us here to represent him. If we don't bow down before this idol, How are we going to stay alive in order to glorify God's name? So let's just close our eyes and say, Lord, forgive me. I'm just, when I bow down, I'm just bowing down before you. You know, there are some people who do those things. When I bow down, they bow down before the idols. But what are they doing? I'm only bowing down before you, Lord. I'm not bowing down before these idols. So I will say, blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus. But I'll bow bow down before the idols. Oh, no. Oh, no. God is looking for people with integrity. When you're given the choice to to either bow down before the idol or rebel against it, those who are honest with themselves and honest with God are the ones who will face heaven's outcome. Now, that doesn't mean that you're not going to face any opposition. When will you get the grand prize? Only after you pass that big test. When you're faced with something, it doesn't have to be a huge statue before you. It doesn't even have to be a statue. But whatever you've been facing, whatever you're going to face, one question God is asking you today, will you be faithful? Will you be faithful to heaven's principles? In a marriage, in your family life, in your transactions, in all your dealings, the test of your faith will come. By what principles are you living by? What principles are you kept by? Are you going to operate by heaven's principles or are you going to operate by this world's principles and the principles of the world? They're all based on whatever will give you the result that you're looking for, which is survival, escapism, 
happiness, take that route. Jesus said, broad is the road that leads to destruction. Narrow is a road that leads to life. But you come to a place now, you stand there and say, which road am I going to take? Am I going to take the broad road or am I going to take the narrow road? God is speaking to hearts today. Every day you have a choice to make. In your relationships, in your transactions, whatever you're doing, you're faced with decisions that will determine your outcome. And that outcome is going to be heaven's outcome if you live by heaven's principle. Very important. Learn to live by heaven's principle. For even for the smallest thing, don't try to manipulate the situation. Don't try to manipulate yourself. Don't try to Christianize pagan stuff and say, well, I'm going to pray over this and I'm going to use it. I'm going to pray over this and I'm going to ask the Lord to somehow. What? Bless me. Don't even, there are some people, they'll go to the extent of bowing down before the idols and speaking tongues too. And say, Lord, I'm worshiping you, but I'm bowing down, but I'm just doing this so that I can live in, so that I can do your work. And God have mercy. Who are we trying to trick? Live by heaven's principles. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. When they had to stand before that, idol they didn't say lord you know i'm a true jew and you know that we fear you we're just gonna close our eyes and just bow down and worship you lord in front of our eyes it's you not the idol so that we can stay alive and so we can do you well they didn't do that they said if we die we die god can deliver us but even if we have to die we will die we will not bow down to this idol. They didn't manipulate the situation. They didn't try to manipulate God. They didn't try to manipulate themselves. They said, we will be true. God is looking for truth in the inward parts of our being. If we want to reap heaven's results, we must live by heaven's principles. In this month of August, have this in your heart and say, God, I want to live by heaven's principles, no matter what I may face. Even if it is a fiery furnace, Lord, I will live by heaven's principles. It's those people who live by heaven's principles will have heaven's outcome. So at the same time, when all the people heard all these instruments played and all the people, all kinds of people, they fell down and they worshipped the gold image which Nebuchadnezzar had set up. These people who feared the Lord said, we will not give a false image. Don't present a false image of you to the world. You know, there are some people who say, to the Greek, I'll be the Greek. To the Romans, I'll be the Romans. To the Lord, I'll be his people. So when I go outside to the world, I will act just like the world. No, you don't. No, you don't. If you are a child of God, when you're at work, you are a child of God. If you are a child of God in the marketplace, you are a child of God. If you are a child of God at home, you are a child of God. You can't have two images. You can't. 
There's only one image in the life of a believer, and that image has to be the image of Jesus Christ. The image of Jesus Christ must be seen and heard wherever you go, and that image has to be constant. The only one we bow down to is the living God, the Lord of heaven and earth. God says this, if you are ashamed of me amongst this crooked and perverse generation, God will also be ashamed of you. It's important to stand as a testimony, as a bold testimony. A testimony that will be loud and clear by your actions. That you belong to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And so here we see when they were told not to bow down. They were told to bow down to the image. And they know in their heart of hearts that. Their God has told them, you shall not bow down before any graven image. They said, we are not going to violate heaven's principles. They said, no matter what may happen to us, we will abide by God's word. Do you have this habit of abiding by God's word? Is God's word your priority? If God has told you to do something, Will you do that only? Or do you think it's okay to manipulate your situation and present an image, an image similar to the world, while you're with the world? But then it's with God's people, God's people. It doesn't work that way. Anywhere you go, you represent Jesus Christ who has bought you with his own precious blood. Know ye not. Your bodies belong to the living God. That you are not. Just taken somewhere. And you didn't just come somewhere. Where just Jesus came and said. Okay. I just bring you out of there for free. No. He paid the price. Don't you know that? You were bought with a price. And you're not your own. Therefore glorify God. In your bodies. Which. Belongs to God. Wherever you go, you're supposed to be carrying God Almighty in your body, in your spirit, in your words, in your actions. Make sure in all of these things, you don't bow down to the image that is before you. Whatever image that may be, don't bow down to it. Know that wherever you go, the only one I bow down to is God Almighty. Never given to any pressure. Peer pressure. Work environment pressure. Family pressure. Whatever pressure it may be. Parental pressure. In-laws pressure. Doctors pressure. Whatever pressure it may be. Know that. Any kind of pressure that will try to cause you to not obey God's law is called demonic pressure. It's not the pressure from God. The pressure that comes from God will drive you towards God, not away from God. It will, tr it'll drive you to keeping your vows before God. It'll drive you to obeying the word of God. It'll never cause you to break the commandments of God. When a pressure comes to drive you to break God's commandments, drive you to move you away from God, you know that that pressure is from Satan's from hell. 
Now this pressure is coming to these young Hebrew men to abandon their true worship, abandon their God for just a moment, for just a moment. Just when the instruments were played, just that time, you just have to bow down. You don't have to just become a Babylonian person and you're not called to go there and sit in that temple all the time. No, just that moment, just that moment, bow down. That's what Satan will say. Just this one time. Just this one time compromise. Just this one time bow down. Just this one time do this. Do you have what it takes on the inside to not give in to that one time? No matter what it may be. Do you have that which you need to have on the inside to resist every pressure that may come from even the toughest source? God is speaking at this hour. When the music was played, that's when they had to bow down. But they said, no, no, no. No, we will serve the Lord at all times. We will worship him only at all times. Whether it's before the king or where this, but the king is not there. We will worship God at all times. Now there's this danger that is there. Whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. Now, these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, have not paid due regard to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the gold image which you have set up. You know, our church people need to have a testimony like this. Now, what temptation Satan brings and tries to make you you bow down, tries to make you, nobody can actually force you to do it because it's your will. But he can bring those things and he can try to put pressure on you. Pressure for pleasure. Pressure for power. Pressure to please people. All kinds of pressure. Time pressure. Man pressure. Woman pressure. Money pressure. All kinds of pressure Satan will bring based on what kind of pressure you will give into. Now you see, with the pressure that the enemy tried, because he already knew that these guys are not going to give into it, they said, okay, let's see, let's just raise the heat of the furnace seven times harder. The enemy said, let's see, let's just try to make it even more gruesome, more torturous. Let's see. These men were men of character. They lived by heaven's principles. Let me tell you this. Those who live every day by heaven's principles are the ones, when the pressure comes, they won't give in to that pressure. Because this has become their lifestyle. And they have this supernatural power from God. that They will not, nobody can force them even to the point of death. Nobody can make them live any other way other than living by heaven's principles. So you see here, when the music was played, the testimony that these men are getting from the enemy is, these guys will not bow down to this golden image. And Satan sends evil spirits to 
see if he can get you to bow down to lust, bow down to immorality, bow down to anger, bow down to hatred, bow down to money, bow down to time, bow down to food, bow down to sleep, bow down to gossip, bow down to lying, bow down to all kinds of things which are anti-God. Can Satan, can the evil spirits go and report back to Satan and say, I'm not able to get this woman bow down to any of these things. You need to have a report like that. No matter how strong we send the temptation, no matter how much persecution we send, you cannot bend the will of this person to make them do what you want them to do because their hearts are loyal towards the living God. May that be said of you. May that be said of our church. When that shift comes in your environment and that shift comes and Satan says, with this shift, I am closing down their ministry. With this shift, I am closing down their faith. With this shift, I'm closing down their family. With this shift, I'm closing down their job. With this shift, I'm closing. That's what Satan's plans are. He'll come and say, I'm going to do all these things. But with that shift comes the eternal plan of God, the God who allowed that shift. He says, there comes heaven's glory that is going to be revealed. And God has his own plan. God says, these guys are not going to bow down before these idols. And when they don't bow down before the idols, and when they're thrown into the furnace, after they're thrown into the furnace, I'm going to go. I'm going to be with him. And I'm going to open the eyes of that guy who actually threw them in to see that. The God who made heaven and earth is right there with them. And I'm going to cause the guy to get these guys out. And I'm going to cause this fire to eat up the very guys who put them in. And I'm going to cause these guys to be elevated. God's glory, what a son of God walked with them. What a glorious experience. God's glory, where God elevated them. Who? These Hebrew boys in the strange land. In an ungodly environment, the godly thrived. Oh, it's opposite to earthly principles, though. Worldly principles, where the God of this world is Satan. But what did God do here? God, by his power, because the three men there, they lived by heaven's principles. Through the power of God, they overcame the powers of darkness. They inherited eternal riches, where they got this wealth of spiritual experience that came from. Being in the furnace, not being outside the furnace. They prayed every day. They prayed every day. But you know what? Even though they prayed every day, they got stronger and stronger. It's because of their prayer lives. They were actually able to stand this test. It was not a struggle at all for them. It wasn't like, oh, Lord, I don't know what to do. These people are going to throw me in the fire. And, and Lord, do something. And they're just crying their eyes out and their heart out. No. They were just men of character. They said, do whatever you want to do. God is the one we serve. We're not going to bow down to this idol. With their courage that came from walking with God. Know this. With all their experience of walking with God. And God giving to them that spiritual strength and everything. They never had the experience of the Son of God walking with them. In their closet while they were praying. In their living room while they were praying. Or in the palace while they're working and praying. No. The son of God was not physically there. 
of where do they have that experience? The intimate walk with God. The furnace looks like hot, but they were like as if they were in AC or something. They were just walking and talking. And you know, I said this before, and I will say this again, as the Holy Spirit wants me to. There are certain experiences that the Lord will give to those who live by heaven's principles, no matter what it is, during the toughest seasons. They still live by heaven's principles. They will have these secret experiences with God that no one can ever come to know about it. It's just between them and God. Only God knows and they know. It's such an intimate relationship. Such a glorious thing that happened. It's kept sealed, shut tight. All we know is they were talking and walking. What did they talk? What did the Son of God talk to them? What conversation did they have? What were they doing? No one knows. No one knows. You call that precious moments. A secret time with the living God. These kind of experiences come to those who live by heaven's principles. Seasons may change, time may change. But those who are in Christ will be like Christ, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Their faith will be unshakable. Unshakable faith. Immovable faith. As we look at the lives of these three Hebrew men. Know this. There are seasons of change that will take place. Where the shift will happen. And when the shift happens, make sure that you abide by heaven's principles. When the temptation comes, when the trial comes, when the testing comes, make sure that you don't try to spiritualize, Christianize and and try to take that which is wrong and try to make it right and try to see that, try to say that I'm doing this for the glory of God. No, 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 no. That'll be a lie. But it's those who truly say, live or die, I will not violate the principles of God. Live or die, I will not violate what my God has spoken to me. I will have no graven image before me. That goes for all kinds of idols. Whatever your idol may be. I hope no one has idols in our church. Wherever Satan tries to put up an idol. And he says, now you have to bow down to it. Or you have a disease now. You'll say, oh, this disease is your idol. Bow down to it all the time. Talk about it and fear and tremble before it. God's people will say, no. I will not bow down to it. Because I believe in the supernatural power of God. I believe in heaven's principles. I will not bow down to fear. I will not bow down to disease. And I will not make that my ruler. Because God alone is my ruler. God alone is my God. When you are determined. And you've decided. No matter what happens. I will live a holy life. I will not give in to the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Those people will inherit heaven's outcome. You live by heaven's principles, you will receive heaven's outcome. And there are the secret, secret stories containing the experiences 
rich experiences between God and such people. Only God and such people alone will know about it. Nobody will. There are many, many instances in the, instances in the Bible like that. Certain things are not documented at all. Just a line will be there. Beyond that, no one knows what happened. No one knows what happened. Just like Moses' body, no one knows where God buried it. There are secrets to God's people. No one knows. No one knows. If you want to live and truly live a life that is worth living, truly live a life that will bring true glory to God, true glory, not something that's manufactured, but true glory comes from the one who is glory himself. Those who live by heaven's principles will reap heaven's glory. Just like God blessed Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. If you're determined to make God your everything, that you will not give in to fear, you will not give in to whatever idol that Satan may make and put it in front of you and say, I want you to bow down to this. If not, that's it for you. And you choose to not bow down to it, not because you're scared, you're going to go to hell, but because you want to be true to him. Because God is the one you serve and you passionately serve. God says to such people, to such people, oh, the son of righteousness will arise with healing in his wings. For such people, God will give intimate experiences that no one would ever know. They wouldn't even have a clue of what it is. I want to share one more thing today before we close. Jesus sat and he spoke with Martha. Martha was sitting at the feet of Jesus. You know, all we know about the conversations, many conversations Jesus had with Sorry, Mary. Mary, Martha was cooking. The many conversations that Jesus had with Mary, we know one thing. She took the part that can never be taken away. Does anyone know what she actually got? Besides God elevating her and saying that the story will go everywhere. This Mary, this very Mary, the hours that she sat at the feet of Jesus, no one knows what Jesus exactly spoke to her, what Jesus imparted into her, the truth that Jesus gave to her. Martha was busy. Mary was very busy too. One was busy with the things of the world. The other one was busy with the things of God. There are certain secrets that are reserved for those who have reserved themselves for God. I want to say it again. There are certain secret experiences that are reserved, reserved by God for those who reserve themselves for God. You make yourself exclusive for God and be true to him. He will give you that which is in store for you. 
which eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. It has never got into the minds of those who don't know his plan. God has prepared for those who truly love him, would be like these three Hebrew men. Daniel was another one in the Bible who was in the lion's den. He also faced a similar challenge. He said, I'm not going to bow down. I will live by heaven's principles. I'm not going to bow down. I will pray. He was forbidden to worship and he said, I will worship my God and him alone I will serve. He showed it by action. Jesus also said that to Satan. And what happened to Daniel? He was thrown into the lion's den. Well, God shut the mouths of the lions. By faith, Daniel shut the mouths of the lions. And what happened in the lion's den? The several hours that he was inside is a secret between Daniel and God. The lions got to sit. How that night was spent in that lion's den with God himself being there in the presence of God there. God standing there and making sure that the lion's mouths are shut. He sent an angel to shut it. Many glorious heavenly experiences that were there. Beyond the sentence that's written there. And a sentence in the Old Testament. A sentence in the New Testament. About what happened in the lion's den. No one knows the glory of God that came. But no one knows the secret, the divine secret. That Daniel experienced while he was there. It was just reserved for Daniel. You reserve yourself for God. And you abide by heaven's principle. God will give to you that which he has reserved for those who reserve themselves for him. As God has brought us into the third day, this month of August, there are quite a number of things God has spoken. But they all point to the same thing which is your loyalty to God, your love for God, your affection for God. Set your affections on things above and not things below. To what extent will you hold on to your integrity? To what extent? To what extent? To what extent? No matter what the enemy may try to do, Saying that you need to bow down to this image. You need to bow down to this demon. And all the evil spirits of Satan may unleash and send. Will you still say that I will not bow down? Will you live by heaven's principles? If so, God guarantees this. The experiences that God has reserved for those who reserve themselves for him, God will give that to you. Not only that, there'll be this Elevation that will come. People outside. Who? Your enemies. This is a prophecy God is speaking in this hour. Your enemies will fear your God. They try to put fear inside of you, right? But you didn't give in to the fear. You resisted that fear. You resisted the enemy. Now who 
is going to be afraid of your God, your enemies. Who is going to see your elevation? Your enemies. Who is going to see the God who elevates you? Your enemies. They will see. With your eyes, you shall see the recompense of the wicked. With your eyes. And with the uh, with their eyes, the enemies will see the exaltation of the righteous. I want to say it again as the Holy Spirit wants me to. With your eyes, with the eyes of the righteous, God will show them the downfall of the wicked. That means the reward, the pay that God will give for the wicked who try to extinguish you. The eyes of the wicked will see. What will they see? They'll see their own downfall and they'll see the exaltation of God's people. There's a prophecy that God is giving to us this hour. Who's going to become inheritors? Who are all going to become the inheritors of this prophecy? Those who reserve themselves for God. To abide by heaven's principles. God will reserve these glorious blessings for those who reserve themselves for him. Shall we close our eyes and up to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you, Lord, for this night. Thank you for the word that you've given to us. Our eyes will see the salvation of the Lord. Our ears will hear the trumpet sound, hallelujah. The victory sound, hallelujah. Our eyes will see the downfall of our enemies. And our eyes will see the glory of God upon our lives. Our eyes will see that which God will do for his people, the exaltation that will come. Our eyes will see the downfall of the wicked. The eyes of the wicked will see their own downfall and the exaltation of the righteous. And thank you for this promise that you've given to your people. To all those who choose to live by heaven's principles. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. May people never bow down to anything other than God Almighty. May your people Learn to rebel against the enemy. Hallelujah. May people learn to resist the enemy with all their might. Hallelujah. May people learn to exalt you in every situation. And thereby. Receive that which you've reserved for them. That special thing that you have for them, Father. They may become inheritors of every good and perfect thing that will come from the hands of the King of Kings. I thank you, Father, for this blessing of God that you've released upon your people this night. I give you praise. I give you glory and I give you honor. In Jesus' most precious name, I pray. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon us and bless us with his peace.
May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of God the Father, and the sweet fellowship of his Holy Spirit, rest and remain with us all now, and until we see Jesus face to face. Amen. Amen.